The Culinary Paradise of Singapore, published in the print issue of Rotary Magazine by Rotary Editor Wen Huang, music by Yusu Kim of Chicago. Please register for the 2024 Rotary International Convention in Singapore at convention.rotary.org. The deadline for the early registration discount is December 15th. To the people, food is heaven, says an ancient Chinese adage. If there is a food heaven on earth, I'm convinced that I have found a colorful slice of it in Singapore during my recent visit there. The island country in Southeast Asia is a food lover's paradise. From street food to ethnic eateries to Michelin-starred restaurants, Singaporean cuisine is a harmonious collision of different regional and ethnic flavors and tells the enchanting stories of its rich history and heritage. It's half past five on a dark Saturday morning in July, and I've just landed at Chani Airport in Singapore. The long flight from New York City has left me a little wobbly, so the sight of a tall young man holding a tablet computer with my name emblazoned across his screen is more than comforting. His name is Go, and he's been dispatched by my hotel to collect me from the arrivals gate. I tumble into his car and pose a simple question. What counts as an authentic Singaporean experience? It's a harmless bit of small talk, so I'm surprised by his animated response. Food, sir, he replies. That was the authentic thing he wanted to imprint on my mind, as if it were the answer to every question about Singapore. Eating is our national pastime. There's a funny saying that we have a population of 5.5 million and there are 5.5 million serious foodies here. Now Go has my full attention. He recommends that I ease into my food journey by visiting a hawker center. That's an open culinary market near my hotel. Street food is at the heart of our culture, he adds, before rattling off the names of the famous Singaporean dishes I should try. The reason our food tastes so good is that it draws its flavors from many regions and countries in Asia. Two hours later, I'm greeted by Joanne Cam, a vice chair of the host organization committee for the Rotary International Convention that kicks off in Singapore on the 25th of May, 2024. She immediately echoes what Go has told me. Singapore, she says, is the perfect destination for Rotary food lovers. As Cam explains, Singapore's rich culinary landscape, which ranges from street food to ethnic eateries to Michelin-starred restaurants, reflects the country's multicultural identity. It began to take shape during the 19th century when Great Britain, recognizing Singapore's strategic location at the crossroads of Asia's busy trade routes, established a trading post here. The outpost attracted traders and laborers from China, the Malay Archipelago, India, and Europe. Each of these populations brought its own food traditions to the island. Over the decades, those different approaches to dining saturated the Singaporean palate, creating a new cuisine of evolving traditional dishes mixed with a fusion of cultural influences. As a result, Singapore has become a unique crossroads for our taste buds. Cam and Megan Fung, a young official at the Singapore Tourism Board, have promised me an immersive dining experience alongside several more Rotary members, with each introducing me to one of their favorite dishes. 
By the time I'm done, I'll learn that the cuisine of Singapore is a harmonious collision of regional and cultural flavors. And every bite tells an enchanting story about this island nation's rich history and heritage. I'm eager to start. Tea Party At Yum Cha, a restaurant in the heart of Singapore's Chinatown, I'm greeted by members of the host organization committee. Among them is Gim Bak Chu, an RI director. The host for our gathering is Jack Tang, a past president of the Rotary Club of Chan Ni and the restaurant's owner. Before I can express my gratitude to the Rotarians for joining me, Fung whispers, We're using your welcome lunch as a cover for a surprise birthday party for Director Chu. <laughs> Killing two birds with one stone, I joke. Another example of Singaporean efficiency. The Chinese phrase yum cha literally means drinking tea. But in practice, it involves tea paired with small plates of snacks, such as dumplings, steamed buns, egg custard, and sticky rice. The food itself is known as dim sum, a tradition that originated in China's southern province of Guangdong, where tea houses offered a quick breakfast of two or three small dishes along with tea. Eventually, it spread throughout the region, especially in Hong Kong. Tan's restaurant offers classic Hong Kong-style dishes, such as savory pork and shrimp dumplings, steamed buns filled with barbecued pork, and chicken feet braised in a flavorful sauce. Tan has expanded his menu to include many local specialties, such as salted egg prawns. But since I'm allergic to shellfish, he serves me deep-fried boneless chicken marinated in soy sauce and Chinese wine and wrapped in parchment. An hour into this feast, a small squat robot staggers into the room singing, Happy Birthday! Chu, the birthday boy, seems both startled and delighted by the digital serenade. As we join the chorus, a waiter walks in with a plate of longevity peach buns, or shou tao bao, fluffy steamed buns in the shape of peaches and filled with red bean or lotus seed paste or custard. Legend has it the divine peach trees bear fruit every 3,000 years, and anyone who eats a magical peach will enjoy immortality. Symbolism aside, in this very mortal moment, the only thing that matters is that the buns are delicious. Simply divine. Lai Wa Li, a past president of the Rotary Club of Marina City, claims that the Hainanese chicken rice that she cooks for her Rotary friends tastes better than any restaurant version of the dish. After all, she and her husband, Edward Quek, a member of the same club, are of Chinese descent and have ancestral connections to Hainan, an island province in southern China that's home to free-range Wenchang chickens. Locals poach the chicken in salted boiling water and serve it with a ginger sauce. Around the start of the 20th century, many farmers from Hainan, like Lee's and Quek's great-grandparents, migrated to Singapore and Malaysia. Those early immigrants brought with them this simple chicken dish and enhanced it with local ingredients. Moreover, frugal families tried to stretch the chicken by cooking the rice with the broth to extend nutrients and flavor. Nowadays, the meal is considered one of Singapore's national dishes, and each time I visit, I make a point of sampling it. For instance, at the Tian Tian Hainanese Chicken Rice Stall in the Maxwell Food Court Center or at Boon Tong Ki, which has multiple outlets throughout Singapore. On this occasion, Joanne Cam takes me to her favorite, Chicken House, a restaurant on Upper Thompson Road, which Cam says serves Hainanese chicken rice using kampong or free-range chickens. 
We are joined by Gim Bok Chu, Quek, and Lee, our self-declared Hainanese chicken expert. When we arrive, rain is pouring down yet. There is a long line at the takeaway counter. The famed dish looks humble and simple. A plate of neatly cut chicken thighs and breasts with enticing yellow skin, a ball of chicken, and cucumber garnishes. But Lee warns me not to be fooled by the simple appearance of the famed dish, which requires meticulous preparation. After simmering a whole chicken in a broth flavored with ginger, garlic, and scallions, chefs briefly submerge it in a bath of ice water to preserve the skin texture. Chu argues that the most important part of the dish isn't the chicken, it's the rice that is cooked in the chicken broth. Many chefs now add extra chicken fat to enrich the flavor even more extravagantly. While my Singaporean hosts dip the chicken in fresh chili and ginger sauces, I choose to forego the dip so I can experience the natural flavor. At home in the U.S., I'm never a fan of chicken breasts, but here, well, I couldn't stop eating. The pale chicken is smooth and full of texture, rich with a slightly salted chicken taste and aroma. The rice is savory, but not greasy. An American social media influencer once described the delight of eating Hainanese chicken rice as a poetic experience. But after I bite into the moist and textured chicken, the best I can do is rhapsodize unlyrically. Oh, so good. A feast for the eyes. The halal buffet restaurant Pramada is housed inside a stately mansion with a pastel facade in the bustling neighborhood of Kampun Galam. Next door stands the Malay Heritage Center, which used to be the royal seat of the Malay Sultan in Singapore. Rotarian Tengku Indra, who joins me at the restaurant, is a sixth-generation direct descendant of the first Sultan of Singapore, and he spent his formative years at that palace. The restaurant specializes in what is known as Nusantara cuisine, which features dishes from Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, and other countries in the region. Nusantara derives from an old Javanese word meaning outer islands or archipelago. Inside Pramada's cool palatial hall, Tanku Indra introduces me to some of his favorite dishes. There's soup tulang merah, a vibrantly red bone marrow soup, and nasi lemak, coconut rice drizzled with an anchovy and hot chili sauce and topped with fried anchovies, fried peanuts, sliced cucumber, and hard-boiled egg. Rowan risotto is a thick beef stew infused with nutty bois kiluk and served over creamy risotto, while guaybidi is a thin, crispy pastry cup filled with sautéed jicama, omelet, and fresh cucumber strips. I roam excitedly around the food-laden marble countertops. Like a child in a treasure cave, I take in the bright colors, inhale the lush aromas of curries and other spices, and savor the roti gala, a lace crepe served with curry chicken. It's a sensory experience that's fit for a sultan. Night moves. In Southeast Asia, night markets are social centers. A warren of stalls, umbrellas, and awnings draped in flowers and punctuated by flaming kitchen pots and fryers. In Singapore, food-focused markets are called hawker centers because, years ago, peddlers used to travel from street to street hawking the food they carried in baskets suspended from shoulder poles. One of those hawker centers, the Newton Food Center, rose to fame after its appearance in the 2018 movie Crazy Rich Asians. And this year, four of its food stalls made it to the Michelin Guide's 2023 Bib Gourmand list for Singapore. 
Cam has chosen Newton because of its proximity to the metro and to several Rotary Convention hotels. The colonial-style main entrance with its red-gabled roof leads to an open square surrounded by food stalls. Neon signs depict a dizzying array of dishes from satay to fried noodles. I make my way to an empty table, though its surface is littered with packets of facial tissues. This table has already been taken, Cam explains. People place packets of tissue to reserve seats while they go to order their dishes. It's called choping, which rhymes with hoping, as in, we're hoping someone unfamiliar with our traditions doesn't try to sweep the tissues off our table. Guilty as charged. Cam says this Singlish word originates from CHOP, an official seal or stamp used in parts of Asia to authorize documents. She adds that the practice of choping, stamping or marking your spot, is ingrained in Singapore's hawker culture, even though many Singaporeans consider it rude. As we chope a table in the middle of the open square, my rotary friends disperse to different food vendors. Guai Wai Wang, a vice chair of the host organization committee, brings back a plate of chai to gui from one of the bib gourmand stalls, Hung, which specializes in carrot cake. Though Singapore's carrot cake, which comes in black and white varieties, is more like a radish omelet. Johan Tokinkyo and Clara Tan, members of the Rotary Club of Singapore East, have chosen fried Hokkien prawn noodles, while Cam likes the fried oyster omelet served with the tangy chili sauce from Hup Kee. I order beef satay from another popular stand, TKR Chicken Wing and Satay. After being skewered and seasoned in a concoction of spices such as tamarind and galangong, the beef is grilled over a charcoal fire. The rich peanut and chili dipping sauce only enhances the underlying flavors. One dish that embodies Singapore's multicultural society is a salad called rojak, from a Malay word for mixed. Each ethnic group has its own spin on the dish. For example, the Chinese combine cucumber, lettuce, pineapple, jicama, and deep-fried bean curd with a special dressing of salty shrimp paste, ground toasted peanuts, sugar, and rice vinegar. Indians use boiled potatoes and deep-fried lentil and prawn patties topped with a spicy dip. Whatever version comes to the table, you can count on it being distinctively Singaporean. A Parting Gift the night before my departure from Singapore, I book my travel to the airport through the hotel. The next morning when the car arrives, I open the door and am surprised to see Go smiling at me. I saw your name on the assignment list, he says, and I told my boss I would take you. Once I'm in the car, Go turns around and hands me a small container with six bite-sized cakes in rainbow colors. I bite into the chewy steamed green cake and am rewarded with a rich coconut flavor. I got them for you at the market this morning, Go says. It's Nyo Ya Gui, part of the Peranakan culture. The story goes that centuries ago, when Chinese traders settled in the Malay Peninsula and archipelago, many of them married indigenous women. Their children were known as Peranakan, which means local-born, as I had learned only the day before when Cam took me to the Katong and Juchet neighborhood, home to Singapore's rich Peranakan culture. There couldn't have been a better symbol of the diverse, flavor-infused cuisine I enjoyed over the last few days than the rainbow-colored nyonyakwe. And with this dessert, Go says, your feast of Singaporean food is complete. I take another bite. Heavenly. This article was produced by Kristen Morris and J.P. Swenson. 
edited by Wen Huang. Additional production by Yu Su Kim. Rotary Magazine is the official monthly publication of Rotary International.